the homo happy Oh, it's so good for you, for real, for fun, for everyone. You're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour, the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. When? On Tuesdays from 4 to 5 p.m., we're at 91.5 WPRK FM, the best in basement radio, which you know that if you're listening to it right now, but you might be listening to it on our podcast at www.homohappyhour.com to to catch up. We are on episode number 52. I am your host, DJ Crazy JC John. And today, you can welcome him back. He hasn't been back for a few weeks. And it is Tom the Alderberry. Good afternoon, Mr. John. Good afternoon. How are you in your Beefy King shirt? I'm feeling beefy. I know. I love Beefy King. I'm so glad your dad got you that shirt, didn't he? He did. Yes, I remember you telling me that. And I love that shirt. Thank you. Love it, love it. The, it's it's just like if you were to walk by Tom, you think you're walking down Bumby right off Bumby. Yes, I look like a billboard. <laughs> a billboard. I'm advertising for you. Where's my free tater tots? I love, I love that their tots. They, me too. And they give them with it. I love mm-hmm. that they don't have fries, that they use tots. Mm-hmm. Always back to food, always back to food, always back to food. We have a fun-filled show for you today on all kinds of stuff from locals to gay pilots to drag race down under under Under. who to billy porter to a study that gays may be able to give blood um donate blood to different series to body positivity all kind of stuff we have in store for you today for this hour oh i see i'm moist too but that might be because we have to do our clink clink it's not happy hour without your clinks nope and I don't mean Colonel Clink. Yeah, and a clink always has to follow with an ASMR moment. Because you get the clink and then you have to do the go, go, go. It only makes sense. It does. So last week, uh, last week Jose and I were, were back at Wayneview Park. Yay. Yeah, it was so nice. They were doing the fun run recording that day. Oh, really? Yes. I did not realize that. Um, so we were supposed to be having, we've been talking about in the past few weeks, we've spoke about the uh, whole um, Nick of Time before, T-H-Y-M-E. And he's like all thankful that we're talking about him so much. He wants to give us, he wants to cater us with some food. Awesome. And I'm like, okay, great. And he keeps saying, talking about when we're back in studio. I'm really hoping that we can get back in studio since things are becoming normal again with COVID. Yeah. Plus, we're both fully vaccinated. I know Locke is fully vaccinated. Any guests I have on will be fully vaccinated, you know. And I just would, you know, plus we can have them remotely if they're not. <laughs> right. It's like, no, sorry. It's a fully vaccinated club only. That's what will be the name of this episode. The vaccine club? Fully vaccinated club only. 
<laughs> because you know, then everyone else will listen to it, and they'll be like, "We're not fully vaccinated. I want to hear what they have to say," mm. and they're going to hear all about this gay pilot. <laughs> no, <laughs> that'll be a little bit later. <laughs> but yeah, so nick of time, just to go into our local moment, like we like to do at the beginning. Now, um, nick of time, t h y m e. He does cater or he does food. He um, he caters also, but he's a chef from the West Coast, and they did it in California. And then him and his partner moved it over here. His partner makes sweets and cake and cookies and stuff like that. And they sell their their dinners. So like Monday nights, this night, Tuesday night might be mashed potatoes right. and beef. You know, sirloin steak, and I'm familiar because Wanzi had talked about it on his Facebook. Oh, really? And so I followed it there. It's really good. It Their food delicious. is good. Vicky next door, Miss Vicky from Parliament House, Miss um, Vicky from Melvin Avenue now, but Miss Vicky, she uh, she orders from there. That's how I knew about them. Nice. And so I'm like, yeah. Whenever I seen them come by, last time they came by and brought some food for her, they're like, oh hey, can't remember her partner's name right now. His partner name right now but i'm like hey I'm like we've been talking about you on this show <laughs> so uh, so i was like yeah don't just bring food come and sit with us for a moment you know be on the show yeah you know but nick of time i mean it's something local um i need to get the phone number so i can tell it when i say it but, but you can find it on facebook on facebook yes yeah. you just look up nick of time t-h-y-m-e and there's also the aprilfresh.com for april lock robertson and april is doing lots of things. We talked last week about Naughty Bingo because she does Naughty Bingo at... Oh, at Neon Beach downtown on Wednesday nights. We have to go one night, Tom. We really do. Naughty Bingo? Yes. Neon Beach downtown. We'll just make a night of it. Where's Neon Beach? It is on the upper part of downtown. It's not far from... It's not from, from Sat Comedy Loud. So we can still park where we usually park around Lake Eola and then walk over a couple blocks. Homeless Alley? Yes. Oh, they're supposed to tear down the 7-Eleven at Central and... (laughs) Yes, I know. Rosalind. Thank goodness they need to. That one, they have enough 7-Elevens around downtown already. They're like hidden everywhere. You'll be walking in it. It's the one city. by Hamburger Mary's. Yes, there's one by Hamburger Mary's. There's one on the other side in that of weird that. Little alley. Yes. Yes, I love that. But that weird little the alley history, reminds though, me of like New York or San Francisco. It's yes. like, this is strange. Yes, yes. It's just like that alleyway when you're walking the alley along the train rail when Sun Rail comes by and you're walking by the alley. It's just, yeah, it's like I being think in it's a, the empty fountain with no water that really sketches me out about it. <laughs> Our fountain is dried up. Well, if it was wet, there would be homeless people bathing in it. Let's exactly. Well, they have signs up like the ba- um, every business for their restroom say you must be a customer because one time when a dispensary i go to move was opening up down downtown i was gonna say downstairs downtown that sounds sketch um I was waiting and I had to go to the bathroom and we were in we were like fourth people in line so I'm like oh no I can't lose my spot so I went ahead and ran and I was going to around the corner I ended up coming right over there across 55 west in the little area with the fountain with no water and I ran to the little coffee store there I'm like I'm buying coffee but I got to use your bathroom 
It's so funny. There's also Tora Hyman. She's doing a brunch. She's doing um, a scream, a scream and cocktails. I think it is called. Um, she's doing brunches at Estefan's Chicken. <laughs> Estefan's Chicken. They have the chicken, but I think it's Estefan's, Estefan's Kitchen. kitchen. Um, every week, uh, Nima is still doing his stuff downtown. He's doing his um, Amor Latin nights, and he has Noche Latina at. Southern Nights on Monday. Yes, Noche Latina. Latina. He's doing well, and he, he you know, also has another contest know. coming up. Oh, he, oh, he does. Glamorous. Uh, it's an addendum to a glamorous. Okay, because I know glamorous is coming up too. Um, and then Tim is doing great with Stonewall. Stonewall is picking up a lot of the slack too, where they're having shows. They have their Fur Fridays. They have their Savage Saturdays with shows with Miss Adrian, Mister Miss Adrian, who we used to be on the show um, three incarnations ago. I miss you, Adrian. <laughs> Yeah, they actually had Joe Guthrow um, yes. fly in and do music and on DJ. the 15th. Yeah, or the 16th. Yes. Yes, they, yeah, Stonewall's getting, doing really very well. And also Savoy, which is doing well. So they recently had their, um, uh, it was a celebrity, the celebrity bartending. Yes. Where they had not just local celebrities, but they had, you know. Fred Schneider from the B-52. All the list of them, Yes. Fred's that was my that to me was everything, and I wanted. And he who was he bartending with on the other side? P. Sparkle, oh, Mr. That's Rob right. Ward, his newest incarnation because he had to update the old incar uh, update Pepe. So now he is P. Sparkle with that big old big old rainbow fro. <laughs> it looks beautiful. It does. I it's it, it's a new thing other than the big mohawk. And of course, there's fringe. Everybody yes. fringe. Everybody fringe because fringe, if you want to, because fringe is going on right now. Um, we can't really say the word, but Logan Donahue has a show at the Green. And Taffy's the green in menu. it. Taffy has a and show. And in it. Yes. Taffy's in the pink. Yes. Yes. Logan's in the green. <laughs> and onesies in the gold. And onesies in gold. Yes, there there's so many going on, and of course our lovely friends Blue and Jackie and the girls at House H A Umlaut O S H A Umlaut O S. I can never say that. I say Umlaut. No Umlaut. No, just say Umra Oprah. Uma Oprah. Uma Laut. Uma Oprah Laut. No Uma Laut. Umalau. There you go. Umalau. I'll never remember that. But the way it's spelt is like 500 million letters. Uglamaga or something like that. Oh, ugachaka, ugachaka. <laughs> so Drag Race is over. We have our winner, Simone. But have you been watching Drag Race Down Under? I have not, but I've read about it. Well, um, I've been, I, I just happen to be just searching through YouTube surfing, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, RuPaul's dishwasher, what's this? And I think, oh, it's comedy and stuff. Well, no, I'm being able now to watch all of the episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Um, it's I don't know if it's like, I don't know when it airs, so I don't know how soon afterwards, but yeah, RuPaul's dishwasher, thank you. <laughs> Okay. My favorite was the first queen who was eliminated absolutely had my favorite name. 
Which one? Her first name is Jojo, and her last name is Saho. <laughs> S-A-H-O. Jojo Saho? Uh-huh. Yeah, she is. And the um, she's, she was my favorite. She was the first one. Um, Art, I can't remember Art's last name, but Art, Art was Simone. the last. Yes, Art Simone was the last one eliminated. Um, but they brought her back. Huh? But they brought her back. Not yet. Do you think so? I think so. I think it was broadcast last night. Oh, then I maybe I hadn't seen it yet. So, you so you it. were. I haven't I've seen read, it. I've yet. read about it. Like I said, I'm just read it. Everybody I'm not gonna, was gagged. Everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, Art Simone went home. Oh my gosh, Co- um, uh, Coco Poof, whatever her name is, the one that looks like Lizzo, literally. She, I mean, even when just regular drag, not trying to be Lizzo, she looks like Lizzo." Have you, do you know the cast of it, or have you seen it? I've seen pictures. Okay. The one that – I can't remember her name either. It's like Coco something. Um, they all have different names like that. <laughs> then there's Kita Mean, and I like her. I like her drag. It's kind of all rock and roll, leather, you know. I like it. I like her. She's very – she reminds me of Judas Priest. That would be a great name for a drag queen that was like a leather drag queen, Judas Priest. She reminds me of like Rob Halford. <laughs> <laughs> not in looks. Not in looks. I'd uh, sleep I'm with Rob Halford. I'd sleep with Rob Halford. I wouldn't sleep with Keita Mean out of drag. Judas Priest is coming in concert to the fairgrounds. The original? Uh-huh. Rob Halford? Uh-huh. Oh, the original. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to have to discuss that. Too dirty. Huh? Too dirty for me. Too dirty for you. <laughs> the fairgrounds. Oh. Oh, uh, no. I saw Metallica there. It's fun when you go to Oh, wait. Um, I don't know, but I And check- Metallica's going to be at I know. Welcome to Rockville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's an they, amazing lineup over there for that. Have you seen the lineup? Yes, I have. My niece Heather and I are talking about going. Um, she goes usually goes all the time, but the fact that it's in Daytona, not Jacksonville, just like it has been the past few years. Well, pre-COVID, the past year or two, that makes it all the better. It makes more sense to have it here, and it's not a bad price to get the four-day ticket because every day, yeah, Metallica's going to be there. There's going to be everywhere. I, 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 yes, yes. And some of the bands I've already seen. Some of the bands I've already seen before. But, um, yeah, who was it that got back together? One of the bands that got back together, and they're, that's like one of their first shows. I like that kind of stuff. I saw the original Kiss when they first got back together, but that wasn't at that. I saw the original Kiss before they broke up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, but I was too young. Oh my gosh, I loved because because like when I was a kid, I remember watching Kiss Meets the Phantom on TV, and it was one of the greatest things I saw. It was so tacky. I love tacky stuff that like that. It was theatrical. It was. Remember, I was made for loving it, you, you, babe. That's the we tour only... I saw them. Oh, on. okay. It was the Dynasty tour. Okay. So they had all the other previous shouted out loud and rock and roll all night and yeah. Beth. Oh, yes, Beth. Beth. I love. Oh, yes, they Beth. played that. I love that. That's one of my favorites. I did that for a Halloween costume at part of my house one night. I dressed up like Peter Chris on the face. Uh huh. And then I had foam rubber um, squeezy balls uh-huh. that were in the shape of breasts. Uh huh. And I sewed them onto a costume, so I had six. And I just walked around the part of my house and said, "Have you seen Peter?" <laughs> 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 
And people are like, what? They didn't, they didn't, you're right. It's the lyrics of a song. Have you and seen? so I got on the dance floor and I'm dancing and this guy went to honk one of my, my teats and uh-huh. he pulled it off. Oh, no. So I let out a cat howl. <laughs> that's hilarious. Back on track. Oh, no, that's fine. That is so fine. Um, so just to go, you know, that was funny. <laughs> but to go up into another subject that's happened this past week that affects everybody, whether you're in Orlando, Winter Park, or anywhere, it was just news that Billy Porter come out as being HIV positive. What an amazing article. For fourteen, yes, yes. I read the Hollywood Reporter as soon as it hit, mm-hmm. and I was just amazed. Now his, uh, um, it's to both of us. That's like a wow because you know we're both we both are HIV positive and advocate you know for people that don't or just learn and come or anybody that comes to us with anything. Know your status. It, yes, know your status if you don't. And that's not a call to action. It's a hashtag. But if you know your status, then you can protect yourself and anyone else, yep. you know, no matter what. And it's it's just so easy to get a test anymore. You know, it's ridiculous if you don't. Uh, did you but see the Tamron Hall interview with, him, with Billy? No, I did not. That was amazing. Now, I know that he's been uh, 14 years with HIV. Yep. And he's just now coming out. Now, so that means I all mean, the not, Tony Awards he won that. for Kinky Boots, he was positive. Exactly. Does that need to be footnoted? Because I think it does. I yes, I I just think um, it's weird that he just come out now. I'm just to play not devil's advocate, but just to play the devil of it. Um, it's 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 really not news when someone comes out as HIV positive to me because it's so advanced. And whenever it's a celebrity, it's a good thing. But the other side of that good thing is that they're going to get treatment like people can't get that are common. As commoners don't get the same treatment as them fancy people. I think what he was coming from, and I may be wrong, this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. is he was trying to give people of color... And people that yes. struggle, yes, this sense that you don't have to live in the stigma of it, because, because in that community, he's talking about on Tamron Hall. The first thing he said was that their kids. If, yes. Do you watch Pose? Yes. Okay, so the storyline of his life has basically been written into Pose. Right, his character and, is HIV positive, and he wanted to rectify being an older gay person with HIV. Mm-hmm. And what the church had done to him to push him away from God. Okay. And the, he said on Tamron is the first thing people do is tell everybody that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you separate them from their spirituality. And then you just call them heathens. Right. And he was like, we have to call this out and stop it. Right. It, it, right. I mean, his words were just uh, amazing. Really amazing. I I I can't. I will go back and watch it. Um, I'll find it either on YouTube or stream it some way. Um, it's that is amazing. I mean, you know, I can only imagine as a celebrity the kind of stuff that they get. You know, spoken and the questions they get asked. <laughs> you know, I can only imagine the first question always, and it's part of that stigma. The first. Pr- question always is oh well how did you get it can if if not people assume that you got it through sex but 
they, I think that's that's really a personal question. It, would be it like, really is. How did you get cancer? It really is, but people ask that. People, Just wondering. <laughs> I'd rather them ask than assume. I would, you know, I'd rather them ask me how I got it than assume how How'd I you got get that it. Diabetes. <laughs> From eating too much of the sugar. That's why they call that it the sweet sugar. Tea. I've always known as diabetes as the sugar. The sugar? Yeah. Yeah. Aunt Mary has the sugar. I that's all I ever knew. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so speaking of the sugar, diabetes and all kind of stuff like that. Um so there is a new study that's happening. Um and they're actually looking for people and it is going to be it's basically so that gay men can i gotta find it right here are you to, the, uh, to lift the ban for the fda it's not to lift the ban for the fda it's that they um to allow them to give blood to allow them to give blood us to give blood now they it's have, happening at the center yes they're doing the testing they're doing the testing at this for this at the center they're doing it through one blood and stuff yep. and they're looking at they're doing it through orlando tampa miami beach and some other fort lauderdale i believe um and that's where they this doing this study to be able to have uh, gay men and they're going to put stipulations on it like if you're in a monogamous relationship um then you'll be able to get you get passes and you can give blood then um but that is a step ahead than having to say oh i haven't been with some uh, i have been totally with nobody for one whole year you know which is how it was pre-covid and then during covid it became they lessened it to three months so it's been a ban for like 35 years exactly and it really needs to end if if people know their status and they're in a relationship that doesn't put them in a higher higher risk group. Yes. There's no reason for it. There's none at all. None at all. It's especially in times when we're begging for blood. Right. Every time because so many people there's accidents. We've got so many people on the road, there's accidents, people need blood, people have illnesses that require blood transfusion um regularly. You know, so it is always a needed thing. That's one thing that's weird with for us, you know, getting back into being HIV positive. We is can't donate. We can't donate. And, I mean, we just are able to donate organs to another HIV positive person. Right. But we can't donate blood. Right. Crazy. Well, I, I understand why we can't do it. I understand why we can't do it too, because my blood has all the HIV, the virus. Even though you're undetectable, you still have the virus of some point. The code, right? The genetic code. The genetic code, which which shows what you are immune to, which medicines you can't take because it does no good. Your virus is resistant to it. But COVID might have been a blessing. Because yeah. in with COVID, being able to figure out the vaccine so quickly, that's going to piggyback onto HIV. Yes. Yes. A lot of the findings. There's, I there's, think it's going to piggyback onto a lot of things. There's already three therapies at three different um, pharmaceutical companies to use the reverse RNA that you get from that test from the HIV, mm-hmm. where, it show, where it shows what it's not resistant to, and then write an overall blocker for that. Mm. That's on that. the horizon. It's amazing. They, I mean, they've made so much in our in our elder years. They have made so many strides and in, in diseases. It's kind of amazing to have watched it all. 
Yes, it is. And it, lived it. it. Yeah, it's 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 bittersweet. <laughs> it's sweet, but it's bitter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so this is something I hadn't even talked to you about, but I'm gonna show you pictures through, and it's really funny. It's not funny, funny. It is. It's really like yay for you, funny, but um, not funny. I mean, funny is just a bad word to use for it. It's inspiring. It's great. It, it piggybacks with our our show from last week where we talked about body positivity with his um, with it with the video that that guy made. Well, this is about this guy and his name, which you can Google if you'd like to see and, and see what I'm talking about at any time. It's Aid, A-D-E, Del, D-E-L, Val, V-A-L-L-E, or Valley. Aid Valley is his name. And he is a 33-year-old model. He goes by the pronouns he, him, she, hers. And he pretty much says that he likes to leave... His pronouns, he feels more binary, non-binary most of the time, but not always. But he's a plus-size model. He started modeling in 2016, and he pretty much has been – now he's like a big thing where he's been on many different – covers and he because he at first when we started out he was doing modeling for plus sizes well there are plus size stuff out there but he um and i i use this pronoun as he because that's what he did but um he was talking about how plus size models they actually use they don't use small models but they use models still that aren't really plus size is what he was saying that they might be overweight or a little overweight but they're not like full plus size so it's not it doesn't give true representation and so he's there and now he's wanting to give true representation um and he does all this modeling what do you think of how he looks i'm sh- i've shown you pictures he's favorite very photogenic isn't he and just beautiful. And there's a leather daddy kind of a picture, a pleather daddy kind of a picture. So, <laughs> but you got, he's only 33, too. Um, it's just that he wants to put it out there that big people are beautiful just as much. And that is such a body positivity, which is a very now, it's not really a now thing, but it is being very much um, in the culture, it is being very much put forward that hey body positivity is okay and that's perfectly fine with me i say yay for you guys we've always been saying it we've never shamed as much i mean i guess mainstream wise it always has but i love it the ad companies seem to be catching up to the culture yes Yes. Have you noticed that whenever you're watching commercials on TV? Yeah, there's a little more inclusion than there was before. A lot more inclusion than there used to be. I'm sure it makes some people uncomfortable, but it's it's. I think it's great. It does. There's it one commercial. It catches me off guard to see a gay commercial. The commercial for it's all medicines. The commercials are always for the medicines, but the one where. They're coughing. They're doing yoga, and then one starts That's coughing. Hysterical. Well, have you ever noticed that one time it uses a man and a woman, or it shows a man and a woman, but another time it shows a man and a man? 
They have different oh, ones. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I've only seen the one. If you look one. in the back, whenever they, they go back, it's like a, you see a guy and a guy doing it. But doing another it? one, <laughs> yoga ing. Oh. They're doing the yoga. Oh, stretch. The yoga Downward pose. Dog. Downward dog. They're downward dogging and not coughing. <laughs> I always think that commercial's hilarious. It is hilarious. I love that commercial too where the um it's talking about internet connection and the girl the woman's holding the baby and she's showing it and she's doing all those stink faces is what it freezes on. <laughs> That one's pretty cute. <laughs> that one is a good one. All kind of commercials get me going. I love it. But th- that thirty-three-year-old model, though, I think he's great. I would, I would be his friend. <laughs> and going to another side of that, did you know that the Bachelorette Australia is going to have its first and is the first. Um, it's the way it is worded and where I read it, it said queer, but she's actually bisexual and pansexual. Uh, she identifies as one or the other, but both. Um, she, um, she is going to be there and they're going to have a mixed ginger, a ginger, (laughs) a mixed gender people, you know. For her to pick from? Yes. Yes, all the people that are going to be picking there are going to be mixed gendered. So, it's just great. And they and so they're the fir- it's the first to do that. Um that's very bold. For the whole franchise. That's bold. For the entire franchise. I mean, the entire, you know, the entire franchise, they haven't had anything. She was on a Bachelor, so of course she was meeting a guy, so she was in the male part of her bisexual pansexuality. But <laughs> but now she's into, we'll see. That's going to be kind of fun. I hope I hope I can watch that. Because I don't watch The Bachelor no. or The Bachelorette. No. I don't watch any of that. But to see men and women, you know, as... Her suitors to be. I don't think any of that should be on TV. Oh, it's I all fake. Think, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, of course. But it's entertaining at the same time. But it's like watching that train wreck. So I mean, when I flip through it, I'm like, oh no, I can't even handle this. If we had the Bachelor in the gay world in the gay community, the Bachelor. Orlando, who would you want to be the one that is picked as the bachelor who has to have all the Orlando suitors wanting to give him a rose or get a rose from him? I wouldn't pick a person. You don't, who, I think Jeff Munzig, well, no, he's not a bachelor. Darn it. I was going to say Jeff Munzig would be great, but he's not a bachelor. Um, Oh my gosh, it did get harder when I said that. Yeah, huh? When you're thinking Bachelor, Bachelor, Nima. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> I'll ask him. <laughs> yes, we could do an episode and make it The Bachelor Orlando. Nima, who are you going to give a flower to? A rosebud to. Yes. No. <laughs> Well, they give roses on The Bachelor, so you can't give the same thing, so you just give it before it's open. Just I'm trying butt. to pick up my pieces of my face and, <laughs> and put them back on. Well, your beard is growing back lovely. Thank God. It's grown a good inch since I've seen you last time. 
Yes, thank God. <laughs> so we have come very far and stuff. Well, there is this gay pilot. And I have to say, he is absolutely adorable. He reminds me of Trooper Steve, who I might have a crush on. Might. <laughs> might. <laughs> I'm taken, but I have a crush. I, yeah, everybody needs a good TV crush. Um, so this gay pilot, he left the Navy because of homophobic harassment. His name is Lieutenant Adam Adamski. Yes, it's Adam and Adam with S-K-I. So um, he was one of the few Navy pilots that were out as being gay. Well, he's left the, uh, the military uh, because they basically had this um, – what they did was he was walking into the – the area that they're all at, all the guys are at, like a locker room play area, but where they all go, go. Well, he walked in, and the TV was turned right towards him, towards the door. So as he walked in, they had hardcore and gay porn playing on the TV. So he was like, you know, that's not right, you know. And he turned around, he up, um, reported and everything, and he just said that he wasn't happy. He doesn't feel like he's an effective leader or effective pilot or officer or even just wanted by the Navy so or military. He felt segregated. So he went ahead and he he said, see ya. But he got an honorable discharge. It wasn't like they said, okay, well, dishonorable discharge. And they gave him an honorable discharge. Good. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but he's a cutie pie too, isn't he? He's adorable. I I was like, all right for him. There is, um, what is it? Um, I haven't seen it yet, but they're talking about it being on screen. A director, Daniel Minahan, and he is gay himself, and he has been. Um, he was the one of Holston, H O L S T O S T O N Holston. He was the success of that. So he has, and it, this was from 2001, so it kind of goes back in time, but it's just now being like seen a lot more, kind of like how a cult classic does. It's called Series 7, The Contenders. And like most people didn't understand it back then, but now it's basically one of those type of things that are so messed up that you're like, oh my gosh, and it's funny at the same time. It, they do it, it's like documentary style, but they make sure it's really cheesy looking documentary documentary style um and it's a fictional reality show called the contenders on uh, the people on the show it's very hunger games uh the people on, on the show are chosen at random to compete in a televised battle to the death and the last contestant alive is declared the winner and they go on to compete then on the next season of the show now, if someone wins three seasons in a row, they get their freedom. So the show follows these different people, and the people are held with an explosive device in case they oh, try Lord. to run away. Very Hunger Games. <laughs> very Hunger Games, like aye, military aye. style, and but very messed up. So this whole thing, it goes through this one, the one girl that she's eight months pregnant, and she's selected she's won everyone she's won two seasons she's the last you know it's the last of the ninth like a baseball series it's the last of the ninth and the ninth inning and they're up to bat with two strikes and three balls how are they gonna hit that ball well it follows this girl don lagardo 
And it follows her. She's eight months pregnant, and she's on the verge of finally freeing herself. And she's her her high school boyfriend is the last person that she has to go against before she does it. Well, he has cancer, so of course he does. <laughs> so of course he tells her, "Just do euthanasia and kill me, and then you have your freedom, so you can go have your baby." This movie sounds so messed up, but I have to tell you, I like stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff I love watching. Well, you let me know how it is. I because have you have you watched The Boys on Amazon Prime? I haven't. Oh, that's one of those same kind of stuff. It's the superheroes gone bad. Um, Electro Woman and Diana Girl. Remember that mm-hmm. Sid, and Marty, Sid and Marty Croft from the seventies. I watched it. I love it. Um, oh, she's in my bedroom. I have an Electro Woman figure. I have an action figure outside, and I have one that's in in the figure, too. I even have an HR Puffin stuff. Puff. Puffin stuff, because I do puffin stuff medically. Um, but, yeah, I love it. But now it's a moment for something that we haven't heard, and I know you listeners are very, 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 very... Anticipation. Yes, anticipated to hear about because now it is a time of your gay history. Now, girl. Yes, we were talking about some of your gay history before. I know. And I asked you if you had seen the the film Pride. Yes. Six episodes that were broadcast on FX. Yes. And they were absolutely amazing. And now I have to see them because Christine Vachon, tell me about it. They took uh, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. That was the first last uh, Friday the 14th. Mm-hmm. And then last night was the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And they're available FX on Hulu. I would highly recommend everybody watch them. The way they wove the stories of personal people in with our whole history was absolutely fantastic. Wait, is FX also part of Discovery Plus? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. That's what I thought. Um, it, it just it blew my mind. The first one in the 50s, it started with this one lesbian that was discharged because they found out she was a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And they called her in to talk to her and they had the whole dossier that she went to this particular club. She left with these people. They'd already interviewed her. So she was discharged, and then she became part of the thing we talked about a year ago, the Mattachine Society. Yes. She was one of the founders of that. Okay. Wow. Full circle. Then the second. You can find that episode at www.homohappyhour.com. It's probably like episode number 15 or something. Right. And then the 60s was Martin Luther King's civil rights. Right. The man that organized that march, Bernard Ruskin, was Mm -hmm. a gay man that had studied in India under Gandhi. Oh, wow. And he was 44 when he came back to America to lead this for Martin Luther King. He did all the And he did all that while he was out of the closet? Yes. Good for him. That's a true hero. They tried to slander him. Of course. It, it, and it didn't affect Nothing the mark. stuck. No. Because his character outshone, outshone if that's a name, a word, but his character outshone his, his what they tried to do. And then they hit the 70s, which is like the beginning of the, the queer liberation movement. Right. 
the out and proud generation. And then the dawn of Aquarius. Last night, no- yes, the age of Aquarius. <laughs> Although you Aquarians, sometimes you're a little fishy. I don't know. <laughs> and then last night was the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Okay. And the 80s started out with Michael Musto. That was lots of tears, I'm sure. It was they inter. Then it got heavy. They interwove everything. They had mm-hmm. the Reagan protests and yes just all of it and then in between those episodes they were flashing the number of aids deaths yes so every tv break let you know where we were at as a community mm-hmm. going forward mm-hmm. and then the ripples got bigger in the 90s with san francisco and act up and 92 was the the first civil unions for gay people in san francisco yes and it was on Valentine's Day, 1992. And if you got there early, you could be married in the Capitol Rotunda. Oh, really? So me and my lover got there. We were in the room. We were with... It was amazing. And then you came down the grand staircase. And the same lover you. you were telling me about outside? Yep. Oh. <laughs> ah, yeah. That was my downfall was that. Oh. <laughs> that was afterwards? Yeah, 10 years after. Oh, okay. Yeah. And be like, uh-uh. And then it got to the 2000s, and through all of it, they were weaving a sex worker story right. that, that worked in New York. And right. how she's now the godmother to, like, hundreds of kids. Hundreds of kids that she helps. Didn't you say that they also had RuPaul on it? Yeah. Uh, the Michael Moustone knew this videographer named Nelson. Yeah. And Nelson had recorded every day on film from 1982 to 1989. Oh. So there's an archive of a city and a community in the middle of all that that you can still view. And when he passed away, his wish was to make it free. So I'll find the website and we'll post on Homo Happy Hour where if you want to view this. But it's Michael Musto as a kid and RuPaul right after she did Love Shack and she got to right. New York and all these people, Keith Haring, her, Andy Warhol. As girls, as, as people would call it today, her burger, her booger days. I used to. But they weren't booger days back then. You were, That was just, all, we didn't have. She was making herself. Right. And we that was the have, formulation of all of it. And this is 35 years later and now she's. And way back Superstar then, we did the not world. have all kind of makeup. Like makeup has really come far nowadays. Yeah, really far. But it was interesting. And then when they got to the '90s, there's a a positive man. His name is Tez Anderson. During the '70s and '80s, his lover was Armistead Maupin. Oh yeah, who wrote Tales of the City? Oh yes, Tales of the City. So really. Tez is one of the characters in the book, but he has a different life now. So he's been positive since '84. And he started a, a long-term survivors group that does things for people. So they had his perspective. They were showing pictures. Good of, for him. We need. We need. To, <laughs> oh, it was we amazing to see like, a picture of him in 1975 uh-huh. holding up a tales of the city as they marched in the parade. They were just walking down the street. It was before. It was only five years after. Stone. Right. Right. So it was the the stories that they weave and the people in our community and how we have to be united mm-hmm. and keep growing. Right, right. 
Well, guess what? It's almost that time again. Oh, almost, man. only almost, but um, just almost. But just to recap, let's go through well, let's uh, some more local. Yeah, some more dishing and just some local stuff and all too. Oh, I know something. I asked Jose last week and I answered something. So this, I love coming up with questions. So if you were, if you were given a blank check. Just to specifically open a club, since we've lost Parliament House, you know there's still a there's 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 a gaping hole in the gay community since we've lost Parliament House. So, where I mean, don't get me wrong, Stonewall, Savoy, everywhere, Southern Nights, everywhere has been stepping up the game. You know, their games have all been stepped up very well, so and they've responded very well. But in Orlando. You are given a blank check. Where are you going to put your club, Tom, the bearded, the bearded elder? That'd be really hard because I think Orlando's going through a thing that other big cities have went through, where you lose the big spaces, yeah, and you have to change the whole dynamic and enjoy maybe a more intimate space. It doesn't have to be a super club anymore. Even after COVID? I think especially after COVID. I think people, once we're over the hump, are going to want to get out. Yeah, but not, maybe not be so close. So you, where would you just somewhere off the top of your head? Well, in order to draw people from Orlando, it would have to be somewhere near downtown. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at super prices. My, it's hard. It's really hard. My thought was the plaza, the plaza theater. I thought that would be good because you could have the theater as one club and then you can have like a neighborhood bar and make one of those other things as a different bar and you have all the parking there. It's close to Southern and Luz. And <laughs> Not that those two mix really well. They do on a night out. Oh, yeah. They do. There's more gays at at Whiskey Lou's than there is at Southern Nights on t- at times. <laughs> yeah, that place is a trip. It's been there forever. Never. They they um they did some of the filming monster because I used to live on Jefferson Street right down the road from there. Me and Daryl lived there, and they were filming monster the scene that they come out of the bar. What they filmed the inside at Southern Nights, and then when they walked out of the bar, it was right there. Um, at then it was the Lou's Lounge, Lose. but it was yeah. Whiskey Lou's. Yeah, it was fun. <coughs> Excuse me, Lucinopril cough. Hairball. Lucinopril cough. <laughs> <laughs> that's something I never had that but now I do it's whoa so yeah but locally um, I haven't been there but see, but from what I've seen even um, even barcodes I haven't seen anything about Hanks but even barcodes has gotten a little busier now since um, you know since Parliament's closed they have to go somewhere True, and, and but the amazing thing you is know where can... else is going on? Talking about all the local stuff, the porch right down the road from you know from the college, right. yep. the porch. They have a drag bingo, really, with Miss Jackie O. I saw the uh, ad for that. Yes, with Miss Jackie O, not Jackie O O H H H H. Um, yeah, I want to go to that. When we get back in the studio. Right. Speaking of that, okay, it is that time again. Oh. 
This has been another episode of Out Loud Orlando, the Homo Happy Hour. Remember, fight the good fights, always swing first. We are one human family. Most of the time, dysfunctional, but we're still one human family. Always swing first, fight the good fights, like I said earlier. (coughs) Excuse me, Cinepro cough. Hairball. (laughs) (laughs) Let justice roll. Roll. Life is way too serious to be taken seriously. I am your host, DJ Crazy JC John. I love you. I love you. And we will see you next Tuesday. Oh, girl, did you hear about what happened to her? Dory, are you here? <laughs> keep swimming. Keep swimming. Just keep swimming and moisturize. I'm still going to wear my mask. <laughs>